Fueled by the Outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Brought to you by the Elite Outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors, where your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What up, though? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is episode 15. Freaking sweet. I know. We are... One episode shy of four full months, uh, which means that we are four full months uh, into a pandemic, and uh, we've Uh. been surviving, um, but there is light at the end of the tunnel, there is deer season, uh, there are Uh. fishing trips, there are western trips, so long as uh, the health of the nation does not cripple us as it did in the spring. I agree. I agree. I'll, um, if you ever wanted to see somebody riot, if they start shutting states hunting, out of state hunting down, <laughs> I might freak out on somebody. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's to the point now where um, <clears throat> I think that they're really going to have to make some decisions on not ever doing that again uh, moving forward. Yeah. Um, do, so do you think that that hurt states a little bit or? So. I think in, in some respects, uh, well, let's say this license sales wise, I can, I can at least speak for Kentucky. Um, our license sales for fishing at a minimum are up 30 to 40%. So, oh, sure. so I think it encouraged people to stay in the state and do more stuff. Um, I believe our bird count, at least with spring turkey, was pretty close to what it was last year still. Really? Yeah, which is um, (laughs) alarming at that um, because it was was still a hell of a lot of birds. But that's also a lot of guys who probably hadn't been out turkey hunting in a while went out. and. I agree. I I think that if you looked at our two points that we just made, so first off, um, license sales for fishing are probably up. Because for months, once it got mm-hmm. warm, well, mm-hmm. what were they going to do? They couldn't go anywhere or do anything, so they're fishing. And then uh, turkey season, everybody was off work, Yep, which was terrible. I mean, <laughs> yay, good for you, supposed to be positive. But when you hunt public land uh, or heavily pressured private even, right. um, everybody was off work. I've never seen mm-hmm. traffic like I have on public land like that. So um, I would say that's probably why bird numbers were right there. Uh, But what a, what a crazy, I like, I still, I'll just be sitting there thinking about our Turkey hunt that day. Oh man. Just smile. Like that was such a cool weekend with a lot of ups and downs. And like, I could, I could literally think and talk about that damn weekend for the rest of my life and, and never get sick of it. That was a blast. No, it, it, it was, it was so much fun just from the standpoint of <clears throat> getting hunt with buddies, but at the same time yeah. being able to go out, hit one first, hit one in the first morning and, and find one. And then, you know, not necessarily getting one the second day coming damn close. Um, on yeah, two really God. nice birds, but then finding the honey hole of morel spots. Uh, yeah <laughs> that was awesome visited by us uh next year probably yes. about a week earlier i would imagine well i would say if i had to put my money on it i don't see you going somewhere else without me and uh probably luke when we're in kentucky like no 
I think it'll be fun. And as we move forward, it'll be neat to watch you develop even more as a turkey hunter and, and, and do the calling thing more and more. And we can take turns calling and filming for each other. And it's just, it's really cool. There's nothing like hunting with buddies. No, there's not. I mean, in, in the reality being for us moving forward with that next year, fingers crossed, uh, that, you know, I hope like hell this stuff's gone by then, uh, at some level, but you know, we'll all have tags. We'll all be calling for each other. And yeah. you know, not, not that I don't mind like a semi guided hunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of like, Hey Rick, don't like, don't fuck, don't screw this up. Um, oh, you oh, broke the F- treaty. <laughs> Luke smack him. Luke, he broke the, uh, watching the mouth this week. Um, I haven't even cussed yet. I know. I, I almost beat you to it. Um, did <laughs> well, Hey, I didn't, I didn't get the k- out. So you didn't get the second part of the, the second, you the didn't second get the syllable. K you got the C, but not the K. Um, right. But I don't yeah. mind semi guided hunts. They're pretty nice. Oh, there's nothing like going out with a buddy in a different mm-hmm. state or a different area. And essentially, you know, he's got it on lock and takes you out there and you have no idea what to expect. And then boom, you're exactly. on animals. Um, but I think, you know, it's funny though, because while I think me and Luke are probably okay mm-hmm. turkey hunters uh that was all about scouting and decision making it really was um that that's not like oh look how great a turkey hunters we are turkey callers or there was a lot of thought and preparation that went into the opening hour i mean when you think about it first 45 minutes to an hour and we're done we're on our way out yeah and people are looking at us like what in the heck like you already got a bird uh, yeah so they heard it, they heard so the fun. russians attack germany <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I volleyed some shots there. Um, <laughs> I, it was so funny, though. I was talking to a buddy of mine who um, he, he's really kind of just gotten into hunting. I mean, he's hunted off and on, uh, but he went and hunted ducks in Arkansas last year and had a blast doing it. And he's been muzzleloader hunting a couple times for deer down in, down here. And he and I were talking, and I said, you know, we need to get out. And we need to get you a deer this year. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't have any like private land I can take you to, but I got public land. He goes, isn't that like crawling with people and all that kind of stuff? I'm like, mm, not if you know where to go. And, uh, right. and th- that, that, that's a big part of it. And that was part of the, you know, the scouting that you and I did, um, that we made yeah. game time decision and it, and it paid off. So it, it really did, man. I'll, I'll never forget that. And you know, the spot you and I went to first, uh, that we would, I guess, refer to as your spot. Um, yeah. That her birds gobbling everywhere, yep. and I thought, damn man, this this is gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I got to look in, and as I walked around after you had to leave, I thought I would bet money that those birds roost on public and are probably pitching down close to or on private. And when yep. you're trying to be that good guy, not, you know, stretching it, breaking the law, anything mm-hmm. like that. It's best just not to even go because <laughs> it's easy to shoot a bird out in the field. I mean, you it don't want very much is. to do that and then be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I just shot a bird on private. That's not public, you know. Exactly. You well, caught and up and everything. And- we, we've discussed this when we went and hunted the place that we went to. Um, there, There's really weird lines drawn, like, in some Extremely of these like, that you and yeah. I have been to that yes. are not really well defined and it really helps to have 
like an Onyx or Google Maps oh, or, you know, some type dude. of land-based survey thing because some of the stuff isn't really well marked, but. Yeah. Uh, Onyx. I mean, yeah. Hands down. Lifesaver. Lifesaver. I, it, it amazes me how many people do not have Onyx maps that hunt and even fish. I mean, it shows you the lake. It'll, it'll show you so much. Yep. And you can find your way around you. I mean, you basically almost can't get lost. Now it has screwed up here and there. Yeah. But it's, that's pretty rare. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, so do we want to talk about good news or bad news first? Oh, I'll let you pick, man. I'm still kind of, <laughs> it's so bittersweet. I guess we might as well what? talk about the, the shitty part first. Yeah, let, let's let's cover that part first. I think it's important. Um, so we spent like you know half the podcast talking about it last week and explaining everything out. So um, you got the floor, man. Uh, okay. So I mean, essentially, due to the Rona and the restrictions. Um, in Pennsylvania that the governor imposed uh, our third leg of the national championship and world championship shoot was canceled. And we are done for the year. So that's that's pretty, pretty depressed about that. But uh, you know, it is what it is now. The bittersweet part to that, uh, you know, the, the sweet part, I guess, is that competition season is over. And uh-huh. one, one uh-huh. of the things that we as competitors um, look forward to is getting the hunting rig out and tuning it and just kind of, you know, Tim Gillingham said it perfectly. Um, you take a couple months and you just detox. I don't think a lot of people, you know, going back to what we talked about mm-hmm. um, last podcast about the comments from the dude, from multiple dudes with the umbrella holding about and the all umbrella that. Holding, like, yeah. I think people don't understand quite what amount of like thought and effort we mm-hmm. actually put into that. And, uh, Imagine, I mean, all that, I, I put so much into it and I suck. I mean, imagine what the guys that, you know, like Luke and I mean, Luke, you know, one of the reasons he's good, one of the many reasons, you know, he's a hard worker and everything, but mm-hmm. you know, he's not like a natural talent. That guy busts his ass and he listens to podcasts on everything archery all day, every day. Yeah. So like when you have a question, boom, Luke's there, boom, there he goes up, oh, there he goes again. He's got it. Mm-hmm. Cause he listens to all these podcasts and stuff and like people devote so much time to it. So when that season's over, you're like, Oh, I can just shoot hunting arrows. My pin gaps are way wider now, which for those <laughs> of you that don't understand. So we shoot a 40 yard max advanced hunter class and we generally run generally. Mm-hmm. There are those rogues that do it differently, but we'll run three pins. So in hunter class, it's a 35 yard max. We only need two pins right. to cover all of our yardages. So you just think short, medium or long, right? Well, it's kind of the same, but you've got 
further yardages and a lot more yardages to cover. So you need three pins for mm -hmm. advanced hunters. So when you're shooting a grained out setup, which basically means like if you shoot a 70 pound bow, IBO spec is that you run a 350 grain arrow, mm -hmm. which would be five grains per pound. So when you're shooting somewhere close to that grained out arrow, yeah, it is getting it. Yeah. So your pins are extremely close together and you're like, you know, for a guy like me, you're trying to concentrate on the, the level bubble and you're trying to concentrate on pulling through your shot and making sure you don't grip your bow mm -hmm. and all this different stuff, all while trying to aim at something you can't see with one of those pins that can sometimes be tough to differentiate between, you know, the second pin and top pin and the second yeah. pin and bottom pin. So, um, <clears throat> it, it gets tough, man. Well, you start weighing down that arrow for hunting season. Like I'm rocking. I, I got my bow out the next morning. Yeah. I'm shooting a 471 grain arrow as opposed to a 353 grain arrow. A little bit of a difference there. Oh yeah. So your pin gaps, you know, 20 and 30 still kind of close, but there's a, like, I could fit my pin gaps. Basically my pin, like you could stick the pin, mm -hmm. uh, essentially the gap between my 20 and 30 is the same between my 28 and 39. Um, only there's a pin in between there in yeah. competition season. So now I don't have that pin. So you got that room in there. And then mm -hmm. when you get down to 40 yards, it's insane. The drop from 30 to 40 with that heavy arrow. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, I shoot a slider. So anything past that, I move the whole housing down, but uh, it's just nice to detox and, sort of not care as much mm -hmm. and uh just play and have fun you know there's there's no pressure until big boy shows up right yeah, and, and, until um, until uh the monster deer shows up in front of right. your stand so but uh for, so for right now you know we're we're kind of detoxing so to kind of update everybody i guess essentially what they're doing is wherever our standings were that's what they are for the national championship we don't get a world anything but so to kind of let everybody know that sort of follows us and everything which we greatly appreciate by the way um luke won his second consecutive national championship nice um if i had to guess i want to say man my buddy i don't know where stevie hillbun finished I don't know mm -hmm. if he's second or third. He's either second or third wow. because he was third. Uh, he's our teammate too. So he was third at the first leg with one up and I think he was five up. So that's four. So he was down four and then he shot one up at this one. And he was, dude, they might've went to X count on that one. Honestly, really? I, I think that went to X count. I think they had the same exact score. I could be wrong. I'll look it up while we're chatting, but, um, <laughs> so, uh, Luke won another national championship nice. though. He's, he's an animal. And then our team won a national championship. Nice. So Luke has won two, uh, two in a row. single national championships in a row, two years in the IBO competing. And then we both have 
won team national championships two years in a row. So, so what's that mean? Do they like like start pushing you or start trying to force you to move up? Uh, like they do, like stuff. So now. so what? What's, so in what's hunter the next class step above American uh, American hunter class advanced hunter. <laughs> Well, you got the American hunter class and the un-American. So um, with hunter class, that's like your basic entry level. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the most popular class. Right. That and BBO, the two entry level classes. So hunter class is a pins class, like mm-hmm. I was explaining. Uh, very basic for the hunter setup. And then you have BBO, which shoots from our stake, the red stake, yeah. 40 yard max. But you're allowed to use long bars. Uh, lenses, single up pins. Oh, There's really? No, limit, no limitations. Glue in points, all that. So those are probably the two most popular classes, hands down. So in hunter class, if you win, let me see if I get this right. There's a lot of ways to get kicked out of that class. Getting kicked out is a good thing. Yeah. So if you are the top three in the world championship, mm-hmm. you are gone. You got to advance the next year. And this, it's permanent. You can never go back. Um, I think that's the only class you can never go back to. Okay. So uh, top three at Worlds, top five in the national championship overall. Okay. Or if you win two events. So like I got kicked out last year because I placed second at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Luke Luke was kicked out the first three shoots. The only oh. reason he didn't win the first shoot is because he dropped his damn bow and knocked his sight onto like 70 yards and didn't know it and missed the target so he soaked up 10 of his x's mm-hmm. right there i think he was like 12 up or something with jeez something stupid uh to go you know he had a bunch of bunch of targets to go so um that's how you basically get kicked out and then okay. there's certain classes you can't get kicked out of and uh you know others you know you'll get removed for a year like bbo i think i don't know if they have a permanent removal with that yet or not but uh so yeah that's that's kind of that so we got us a couple more belt buckles it kind of sucks that we didn't get to finish off because normally when you win a team national championship Mm -hmm. and it might even be also for the singular but you get national championship jackets with your name on them oh yeah it's really really cool so the, the buckle's really nice as well i won't lie yeah that's i mean that's what you're competing for. You're not getting, right. you, know, you get a hundred dollar check. If you win basically 125 worlds, uh, like in hunter class placing second, I think I got like 678 bucks. So that was a really nice payday. Yeah. But any other shoot, you generally don't get that. And Oh, one last thing. And this is the most important ish team is most important, but um, I think the biggest honor that you could win it's shooter of the year. Yeah. That means you're the best archer of the year, basically. Yeah. Luke also won that. So oh, wow. congrats to him. Congrats to uh, him. You know, he – I think a lot of people probably didn't think that he was legit. Mm-hmm. And, and when you shoot with the guy, you know. Like, yeah. he can't believe it. Anytime it's not an X, he's baffled. He has no idea. He's like – I don't understand. So <laughs> must have get must have missed that one by a yard or two. So um so yeah, congrats to him and and uh thanks to all of our teammates, uh Jim, Ryman and Stephen Hillbun Jr. and Luke uh for carrying my butt. I mm-hmm. shot poorly this year, but you know, it's a good thing it's a team event, right? Good thing it's a team event. It's like a golf scramble. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Love my golf partners. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, so forgive me, I might have missed it. What is above hunt, uh, Advanced Hunter? So, so we're from the red stake, 40-yard max. So the next move, which I have a lot of – I have three ways I could go. I could quit and just not shoot yeah. at all, which is on my mind. Mm-hmm. I could go to MBO, which generally we just call it open. Yeah. That is the green stake. It's a 45-yard max, and that's the last – that's the last stake until you get to the pro stake okay. where you're semi-pro so, or so pro. There, so there's like a semi-pro and pro stake. Yeah, that's okay. the blue. That's 50-yard max. Um, so I could either quit, I could go open with Luke, or I could go to BBO and, A, not have to shoot against him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but also, <laughs> um, I, I'm just kind of back and forth because I want to hang out with my buddy. and Yeah and kind of you know that's kind of part of the fun of it just like when we hunt together but the other thing is um i shot really shitty this year and Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i deserve to i don't think i would be doing myself a service the only thing that makes me think that maybe i could Mm -hmm. is because i'd be able to see really well uh with the better equipment okay Um, you're rocking a single up pin and long bars and all that so that and and a lens yeah. Uh, even though we could have used lenses this year, but that been, I'm not interested in that with pins. So, so yeah, just kind of little depressed about that, but at the same rate, kind of happy with sort of how we finished, but you know, we all talked about it and it's, that's not how you ever want to win. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. And it, it it's, you know, people can like, complain about it and say well it's not a real it's like you know it is it's it's real because that's right. what that's what they said it was um it just sucks that it's shortened and you guys don't get to compete in the full the full thing like you guys had initially intended to and yeah um, but you know like you said you get to go into hunting season now and you get to start preparing for that and like instead of hauling the the camper to you know all over God and creation, you can start saying, okay, I can start prepping for my mule deer hunt or start sighting in my seven millimeter for my Wyoming antelope hunt or yeah, things or, you know, getting stuff down for deer hunting in, uh, in Ohio and in surrounding areas. So I agree, man. I'm, I'm so excited. So first off, I was off by a point. Oh, when I mentioned some scores, Stephen Hillbun finished second. Second. So it went Luke, Stephen Hillbun, James Todd, and then our other teammate finished fourth. Wow. In the national Congrats championship standings. So, whoa. I may not have shot well, but I am basically like the Bulls general manager. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's a hell of a team there. Yeah. That's sick. That was even better than our team last year. Our team last year was fairly good. Like at the first leg, we went one, three, wait, we went, I think we went one, three, five, something Uh like that. And then at the second leg, I think we went like first and fourth or fifth or something Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that. And then uh, the third leg, I forget what I was, 
we went first and then I think I was like sixth or something like yeah. that. Um, but we lost the third leg. So yeah, that uh, happens. So, wow. Kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, next year, um, hopefully all this virus stuff has gone and we're just kind of back to normal and we get to go have regular shoots and not have to worry about stuff closing down. It would be nice. It would be nice. So, uh, with all of my whining and complaining, uh, <laughs> let's move on to good news. Your good news that good good news. Uh, not been... my good news. All of oh. our good news. Yeah, everybody's good news, or it should everybody's. be. Everybody's unless you are uh, <laughs> unless you are uh, one of the 180 people who voted against it at some point. Went through whether it came through the Senate Did or the. The house. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I got my uh, my state rep's going to get a strongly word, or my, not my state rep, my U.S. representative is going to get a strongly worded letter from me at some point. Um, yeah, we should we should write every we should literally just write every single person that voted against that. Oh well, yeah. Um, so what what we're talking about, guys, is the Great American Outdoors Act. We've talked about this a couple different times. Um, it passed the Senate about three, four weeks ago, finally made its way to the House, and overwhelmingly passed. Something like 302 to like 107 votes. Um, and the <clears throat> 107 votes uh, were people who have long been committed to uh, – selling off public lands or divesting that kind of stuff, you know, not believing that it's an important thing and money needs to be allocated elsewhere. But I mean, this, this goes directly to the president's desk at this point. Um, it's a slam dunk win. Like I, I, I can't, I can't see him not signing this at all. Even if he doesn't, like I, I think I said to you, there's enough people to override the veto and uh, this is happening. Like it's going to happen. It's a wonderful win. This is $900 million to the, uh, to the land and conservation, land, water and conservation fund uh, every year. Did you seriously just guarantee us $900 million in 2020? (laughs) Does 2020 need to say, hold my beer again? What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, so, something something catastrophic would have to happen, uh, I think, in order for this to not happen. Because the president's come out and said, "I, I, you know, I support this. I want this." And you know, for all of the partisan, you know, hair pulling that goes back and forth between everybody across the aisle, this was a big win for you know bipartisan legislation. And this is, I mean, a huge, huge deal. And as someone point tried to point out to me the other day, they said. Well, you know, the funds come from us doing offshore oil drig- drilling and natural and like taking natural uh, gas. I was like, yeah. So if we're going to do that, we might as well take the tax stuff that they're going to take from it and put it back into the environment. To me, that only makes sense. Like this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like these things happen right. because we have to have it. Same as the, uh, um, oh, the Pittman-Robertson Act. You buy a box of shells, guess what? Some of that money goes back to paying for the land that you're going to go use it on. It, it only makes sense to go and do this kind of stuff. But this is huge for the fact that um, 
you know, you're, you're, you're getting into the reality of allowing for all organizations, the BLM, uh, Bureau of Land Management, the uh, uh, Indian uh, education offices and all that kind of stuff is going to get money from this and a huge, huge, huge backlog at our state parks is going to be taken care of. So I'm, I'm like super pumped about this. And I think as, as an outdoors person in general, everybody should be really, really excited about this. Now I say that, and I agree with what you said is that there's a hundred some odd people who voted against this. And uh, you know what? Uh, Write them a letter. What word could we call those people? I can't make like a, well, you, you can call them. You can call them. Actually, um, there's a... Now, what word can we call them? Oh, what word could we call them? Yeah, what? Oh. I can't call them my normal words on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, man. Like a lot, a lot of real nasty words come to my head. Um, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be good, though. I, I know. I, and, uh, I don't think I've said the F word yet. You haven't, and you, you're doing better than me. Um, I, I think that individuals like this are I'll, – I'll, I'll say it this way, at least from my perspective. It is very disappointing to me that you take one of the most – American things that we have, our land that we all fight for and we all go and use. And there has not been a single county in the country. And I I say that again, a single county in the country that has not benefited from this at some point. And you say, "Eh, we don't need to fund that anymore. Wow. Yeah, exactly. To me, you know, I would look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would look at my representative and say, what are you doing for me? Honestly, like you're, you're, you're not, you're withholding funds at this point. So, Oh God, it blows my mind. And I understand, you know, there's with politics and all that stuff. I mean, there's sometimes where a guy knows something's going to pass probably, but he, makes it look good to Mm -hmm. somebody else by voting against it, even though he knows it's going to pass, but um, I don't know. That still kind of pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, the, the old statement and I, and I don't, I don't feel bad saying this is, um, you know, if I vote Democrat, I'm going to get my guns taken away. And if I vote Republican, my, my gland's going to get taken away. I mean, those are two, those are those are two uh, platforms that they've traditionally held. That's why I feel like this is such a huge thing. Is that you had so many um, people reaching across the aisle at this point, saying like, "Hey, uh, this is something that we all want and we think is a good idea." And you know, I think that there's is also a certain part of this is that um, outdoor recreation is a hell of a lot bigger tourism driver now. Yeah. Than whatever what it was when when they actually thought this through to begin with. I agree. Um, that's really cool to hear, man. I'm that's so much money. I'm right? <laughs> pretty excited to hear that because I'm seeing firsthand traveling to these different public tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you look at Indian Creek. Dude, yeah, Indian Creek used to be like the tits of the tits. Oh man, and it was now great. now half of it I'm not off. saying it's bad, but 
I mean, yeah. I mean, it's they're not planting what they used to, and no. all kinds of stuff, man. So no, and and it's it's a darn shame that you get into some of these areas, and you know, they used to be like real great things. They used, and I and I get it that states do different things now, and federal land management does different things when you go to different areas now, because certain stuff wasn't working, but at the same time a lot of that has to do with they don't have the ability to fund things as they once did for the sole fact that one um, hunting and li- hunting license and fishing license sales were down because um, that's the only thing that funds, you know, most states, state departments. Um, and two uh, federally, like you go, you go to what is a BLM piece of land if you're, you know, we don't have that in the East. You have we that support, out in the West. We support BLM, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if you if you go out West, that's what's out there. Like, yeah. there's, there's tons of public oh, dude. land. To BLM go land everywhere. They call everywhere. it, uh, what's the name? Uh, they call it checkerboard. Yeah, because it's, it's checkerboard like be a square. because of the railroads that, yeah. that ran out there. And you had that all go on. And the reality of it is, is that, that stuff doesn't get taken care of because there's not been funds to take care of it. Now yep. there is, there's a, and especially, you know, national parks, you know, one thing that people just, you know, I, I've never been to Yellowstone. I, I hope to go within the next few years when my boys get older. I think like, I'm going next year. Yeah. I think, well, I think my parents are too. Ooh. Like, yeah. I, I, uh, one of the things that you hear is like, well, there's garbage everywhere. It's like, well, they don't have people to pick up the damn garbage. Uh, you know, they don't have, they don't have people to like come around regularly and do that. You know, it's millions of acres, you know, it, it's, it's no different than when we had a uh, officer Gilkey on here, he said like, you only have one officer for so many square miles. Yeah. It gets even worse when you go out West and you're like, Hey, you're a federal officer, by the way, you've got this many square thousand miles to patrol now. Dude, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, so this will hopefully alleviate some of these issues that we've been seeing for a long time, and it'll it'll put things in, into perspective for people, which I'm just I'm tickled pink about. Hell to the yeah! So, going from that, uh, I'm going to stem from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this is just kind of a reminder to people, and I I know. Everybody has their own beliefs. Um, if you don't carry a firearm when you're on public land, you should seriously consider it. Um, so, little story. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Amron. Yeah. We went out blackberry picking at the secret blackberry yeah, the place. the secret blackberry spot. Where we don't tell anybody about the damn blackberries because then they'll find out about the deer and... <laughs> The and other the things and with the other stuff we don't say because then it gives it away. Yeah. So he's telling me that he's got this dude at his house doing tile. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, one of the guys had a son that was down at Red River Gorge. Yes. And did I tell you this? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think you, I think you put it in uh, the group chat that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So this guy has a son who I, I don't know if he just had one other buddy or what, mm-hmm. 
um, they go down to Red River Gorge. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how old they are. They're like right around 20 or something, 19, yeah. something like that. We all know what we were doing when we were 19, 20 years old. Right. right. You're, Not the you're trying things. to, you're, uh, <laughs> no, but the funnest. But the funnest uh, thing. <laughs> so one of them had a girlfriend down there. The guy's son had his girlfriend down there. And uh, I don't know if it was at their campsite or if it was back off in the woods or, you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. they were greeted by a wonderful gentleman with a gun. Oh my. And this guy took their car. I, I would assume they were in their camping yeah. area or whatever. He carjacked them, got their car, took the girl, raped her, and then dumped her three counties over. Oh my goodness. And then the police finally caught him. I think one of the kids left their phone uh in the car and the police the police were able to get a hold of them. But mm-hmm. uh that's scary. And I I mean yeah. I was there last fall with my family hiking mm-hmm. with my pregnant wife and my little five year old at the time Daughter, girl yeah. and all that. I couldn't live with myself. So maybe, you know, if, if you got your concealed and carry and you don't take it, maybe think about it. And then the other thing, if you don't have concealed and carry, it's one of our most basic fundamental rights is to own firearms and be mm-hmm. able to, to carry them. And, uh, while I personally, personally believe that, um, you know, we shouldn't have to get a permit either way. I'm getting, I'm doing whatever I need to do to carry my damn gun. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember, uh, I can't remember if Kentucky's an open carry state or not either. I don't know. So in Ohio, we're an open carry state, but mm-hmm. to me, the open carry guy, you know, if I'm robbing or raping somebody, I'm just going to blow his head off first. So that's not, you know, I'm not going to be like attention, everyone. I have a gun. Right. And I'm going to start killing anybody. Raise your hand if you do. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but anywho, kind of something that was, Uh, on my mind talking about the public land and everything so uh that said so be safe is what you're saying be safe man be safe carry a gun if you can or you know at least something um so that that also (laughs) i will also say this 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 leads into what you're doing later in the year is you're going to wyoming (laughs) it's smart i'll be carrying lots of guns i was gonna say um, it's smart to carry a sidearm when you're out, uh, like out there. Not just because I don't want this to make it sound like uh, <clears throat> it's a John Wayne movie or something, but um, it's smart to carry when you're out there because uh, I don't know if you saw the report from the uh, mountain line that they tracked in Yellowstone um, over the past oh. like year or past month or whatever it was. It was on Meat Eater. Um, this animal had 17 kills in two weeks. Oh, yeah, I believe that. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, there's been more and more of this stuff. And as animals get reestablished, as wait, they, are you talking about people or are you talking about deer? Deer. Oh, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's what not I, I was people. Like, wait, that would what? be really messed up. If, yeah. <laughs> if I was going to say, people. I feel like I would have heard about that. <laughs> no. Um, but you had three real prominent attacks last year in public parks um, out west. And it's important because these animals are reestablishing themselves. 
and they're putting themselves back in areas. And, you know, again, I use Yellowstone as kind of like the, the model for this. And it, it's kind of, it's where people go and they think that it's a zoo and it's not a zoo. These are wild animals. Like you had the woman get gored <laughs> by the uh, bison last uh, week. Then you had one this past <laughs> week. I don't know if you saw the video of it. Some woman's taking pictures of this buffalo and it charges her and she trips and she falls. And this <laughs> thing is bearing down on her. Thank God it like picked, like pulled off. But I mean, as you're getting into like these areas more, animals are rewilding. So, I mean, they've got uh, mountain lions as far east now as South Dakota in the Black Hills, obviously. But, you know, there, there's, you know, we're getting, we had a black bear in Lexington, Kentucky last uh, two weeks ago. We've had, I mean, hell, I had black bear picks in Southern Ohio in Southern last Ohio. summer. So, I mean, what, I, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> even if, even at that, like, if you're going, uh, we talked about out-of-state hunts last week. You know, even if you're going out, make sure that you've got, you know, you're prepared for everything that you need to be prepared for because you don't know, um, you know, what's going to happen. There, there's a great episode of Meat Eater called The Meat Tree. I don't know if you ever listened to it, but it's uh, um, an episode where Ranella, Putellis, Remy Warren, and like two other guys, they went hunting on a Fognac Island. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, oh, it was hell yeah. I listened to that in Netflix. Thank but, you, Jeff um, Dennis. They, it was a two-part episode called "The Meat Tree" on their podcast, and they got attacked by a bear, and none of them had their stuff on them because they moved it. And it was either in their packs, and they were lax. And they said yep. that's the first, you know, that, that that's the first time anything bad happens to you. It's like I wish I just would have had that. So be prepared when you go out and you do that kind of stuff. And I realized that. You know, I had a guy in college, a real good friend of mine, tell me um, when I first started deer hunting in Kentucky, when I moved back over here, he he, uh, he asked me if I was carrying to my deer stand. I'm like, no, why? And he goes, where are you hunting at? And I was, I told him the area. He's like, oh, okay. He goes, if you ever, <laughs> I love the guy who does it because you ever hunt Eastern Kentucky, he goes, you always carry, he goes, you always carry a gun, especially down in the hills. He goes, you don't oh, know yeah. who's around you. And, oh, and yeah. you know, realistically, um, it's a different way of life than what I've ever lived, obviously, but I'm not going to, uh, shy away from that. It is on my list of things to do is to get a concealed and carry. Cause I don't, I don't have one. And it is something that I feel like is at a bare minimum, what's the harm in having it. Right. It's like a fire extinguisher, you know, the perfect way to put it. It's a very good way of putting I'd, it. I'd rather have it and never need it. it. And I always, I talk about this with my family so much. I hope to God I never have to brandish that thing ever. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't ever want to have to pull that on somebody because if I pull that gun, there's a damn good chance somebody's going to die. And I don't want to have to kill somebody and not only live with that, but like the court shit and everything you're going to go through afterwards. And Oh well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, there, there's, there's a ton of stuff that goes along with that, but you know, the reality of, of, of that type of situation is, you know, I don't think anybody ever wants to have to do that and anybody ever wants to have to do that, that, but my, my, my basic thought that tenant with it is, is that, you know, it's better to have it and not use it than, you know, not have it at all. And, you know, I, I do want to also point this out is like, if you ever conceal and carry, it makes, you know, your background check a hell of a lot easier at the gun shop. Um, yeah, you know, with that kind of stuff. So sure. Um, uh, interesting stuff. So I do want to talk about that though, too. 
which I got a bone to pick with uh, anybody who's listening out there. <laughs> Picking bones. If you are hoarding 22 ammo right now, you're preventing <laughs> me from squirrel hunting, <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, I went to go try to buy 22 ammo, and we, we've had this talk before around a campfire, is that the first thing that goes when there's some kind of crisis is 22 ammo because for some reason everybody believes that's like what you need to survive. I walked into a sportsman's warehouse and they had nothing. And I mean nothing. I went to the guy at the desk and I mean, they're, they're busier than hell. And I go, Hey man, um, 22 ammo. Any is, Oh man, we've been sold out of that for like months. I'm like, you, you never got anything. He's like, no, because we, you know, shipments don't come in or anything along those lines it's like oh okay and it's just kind of like i've got this brand new 22 i haven't even got to shoot the dang thing yet and i wanted to get it sighted in to go squirrel hunting because because squirrel season in kentucky opens mid-august um right we should go yeah yeah i've got a 22 mag i'm that's what i got and i I you got a mag yeah are you sure I'm well, pretty sure it is. Ruger well, 22 mag. Okay, so you need 22 mag. Yeah. You don't need – well, you might – I'll look able, it up. I'll, I'll, are, you, are you sure that you asked for – keep in mind, this is not a 22 rifle. It's a 22 magnum. There's also 22 long rifle. Long rifle. I'm sorry. 22 long rifle. And lots of rifle. times those will also take longs and shorts. Yes. So, uh, yes. okay, well, I have a 22 magnum. Yeah. which is a little – it's got a lot more ass behind that bullet mm-hmm. and slightly larger bullet too, I think. And, uh, dude, that thing's hell on a squirrel. <laughs> he'll tear their damn – he'll tear the front half of them off. <laughs> they ain't moving after that. No, no, they're but, not moving. But, I mean, yes, we, we do need to go small game hunting in August we should do because that. it's something that needs to happen. Yeah, um, that's like the only time where I can do that and not care about screwing shit up. Well, and, you know, reality being is, and I, I say this a lot on here, and a lot of people are probably going to keep getting angrier at me for saying this, is that Kentucky has a lot of seasons that come in earlier than a lot of other places, and it's an underutilized resource. Um, squirrels, you can hunt them more months than you can't in the state. Really? Um, it comes in in August. Huh. Yeah. So so he, he, here's how this works. It comes in in August, goes out for the uh, two weeks of rifle. I think the first or two, one or two weeks of rifle. So August and November. Comes back in December till January 30th. Or no, my bad. December till mid-February, I'm pretty sure. Then you get spring squirrel season which comes in in May until mid-June. Wow. Yeah. So I think there's like a total of maybe two or three months out of the year where you can't hunt squirrels in the state of Kentucky. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And I, I love it. But um, if, if you're listening to this and, you know, you want to come over here and hunt squirrels, good, great, grand. Um, but you don't have to. Ohio's real good too. Indiana's real good too. West Virginia. Virginia. And we even have a we I don't I don't know if the man up in Alaska who's listening to us right now, uh, we have we have a listener in Alaska now. 
So we, whoop, whoop, we have a, whoop, whoop. yep. That <laughs> we, better be we, used to uh, us. <laughs> we are not uh, connected. Uh, we have a non-connected state uh, listening to us now, but That's you know, sweet. it's, it, it, it get it gets to that point where um, if you're prepping for stuff right now, uh, we're July 24th. It's getting a little late to prep. Like you need to really start getting on the ball. Like, I really probably should have bought that long rifle ammo a while ago. And yep. <clears throat> if so facto pandemic kind of puts damper on that, which incidentally enough, if you're going into stores right now and you're not finding anything, um, I found this out. I went to try to go find quarter ounce sinkers for the fishing trip I'm taking this weekend, next weekend, next weekend. Um, and I couldn't find any, I, I ordered, I ordered a bunch of stuff from Cabela's, Oh, we don't have quarter ounce sinkers. Like, okay. I went to this uh, small um, bait and tackle store that that's in uh, that's around where I'm at, and he had everything under the sun, and he is just doing business like nobody's business right now because he's he's the only guy who's got stuff. Um, wow. But reality is, big box stores get all their stuff from the same places. So if it's sold out at one place, it's probably going to be sold out to another place. So I will say this, support your local bait and tackle stores. This is a oh, really yeah. good time to do that. Uh, your mom and pop general stores, gun stores, that kind of stuff. Those people really benefit from the business that we can put out there right now, because um, while they are small businesses, they uh, provide a wonderful service to a lot of individuals who may otherwise go unnoticed. Agree. I would agree. So, uh, we have any any concluders on this one? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything that's uh, pressing matters or anything like that. Uh, s- same thing as always from me. Uh, two big ones. Uh, if you're going out, um, oh no, I think I mentioned this last week, and now that I uh, have a little <laughs> less bourbon in me this week, I can actually say this with a clear head. If you are a Kentucky resident and you are having friends go out and hunting or and fish fishing, I'm sorry, it's fishing and fishing with you, make sure, make sure if you, if they are a first year uh, person buying their license before, I believe it is August 1st or 2nd, um, have them buy their licenses and um, you can get their license number put it down on the Kentucky uh, Fish and Wildlife website, and you can enter to win a fishing kayak, two Abu Garcia rod and reel combos, Dang. a paddle, and a life jacket. Um, which leads me into my next thing. Wear your life jackets. PFDs are important. It is hot. People get tired. You don't care how good of a swimmer you are. People drown real easily when that kind of stuff comes up. Make sure you're taking care of that kind of stuff. It's not hard. Just do it. But those are, those are my two concluders. I, uh, I'm going to go a little, a little naughty here. This is something <laughs> I like to stay the hell away from for the most part. But okay. I'm going to say what needs said. Y'all get out there and vote for the people that's going to protect our public lands, uh, people that are going to help fund our public lands. Make sure you do your research this fall. And, uh, you know, start looking at what people are doing. Um, yes. 
I, I think that, you know, whenever we get on like the, you know, like the, uh, what's a good example? Well, there's like the damn abortion and, and taxes and all this shit. And I don't think you're going to change anybody's mind on that for the most part. And you're probably not, I'm not saying don't be passionate about what you believe in, you know, stand up for that. But I think if you looked at something, something that's probably going to get changed, if you vote for the right people when it comes to our lands mm-hmm. and our, our funding and, and uh, hunting and fishing and the great outdoors, man, that's probably like the best thing you could ever try to vote for whether they're Republican, Democrat, independent, I don't care. Um, Look at what people are doing and get out and freaking vote for those people Mm -hmm. because that's one thing that we cannot afford to lose. Now I did not just say my stance on abortion (laughs) or anything like that. I ain't getting into that shit. All I'm saying is that when voting, make sure you take in, to account you know the great outdoors and and what that means because that's one of the few things in my opinion that actually something happens mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. see a lot changed and then you know if you see uh you see a democrat do one thing and then the republican comes back and changes it back or you know whatever or right. vice versa so uh this is something that um you know is very encouraging with the great american outdoors act so i agree 100 uh, percent it's encouraging to see people putting their differences aside and working together to make that happen. And maybe it's, maybe they've got, you know, they're all getting money for logging the shit or something. I don't know. But (laughs) all I know is that whatever's happening, keep it happening because we need that funding. We need these public lands. If we don't have public lands, you have no idea how bad that's going to be. That's going to be terrible. Well, I mean, and it, it, it really is. And, you know, my my stance on, on this is uh, I'm a staunch, you know, I am a staunch uh, person who wants public lands yep. funded appropriately all the time. Um, I watch this stuff pretty regularly, and it, I think it's important uh, for us to be able to pass down stuff to our uh, young ones uh, who are either here or who are not yet here. And um, I will say this, I believe if you want to look it up, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers has a voting record on their website of, of, of the individuals who voted on this stuff. You can call your local uh, congressperson's office or senator's office and they will be able to tell you Um, I will say this, um, I have emailed my senators and my representatives. I at least get an email back from them, which I do appreciate saying like, uh, so-and-so believes in this. They're not either going, they are, or they aren't going to go about that. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, one of my senators is a person who did not vote for it. Um, and my representative in my area did not vote for it either. Um, it is something that I feel is a very important issue for me because as a, I will not call myself a Kentucky and I just, I just can't do it. Um, as, as a, they don't know how to say Louisville, (laughs) Louisville. I just pissed so many people (laughs) off. Even the people in Southern Indiana are like, (laughs) I asked four people. Who are from Kentucky last weekend? Four of my buddies from college I said, "How do you say Louisville?" And they go, "Louisville." 
Like what, what, what even a thought? Like, they're just like, it's Louisville. I'm like, it's not Louisville. And they're like, no, it's Louisville. Um, <laughs> Dude, I love God. That might be like my favorite thing in the world. When you get the Kentucky people and you're like, Oh, Hey, are you from Louisville or, and they look at you and they're like, no, no, sir, it's Louisville. And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm. Move your mouth. It's Louisville. I, oh, God. Well, it's, so, it, it, it's, it's also not Versailles. It's Versailles. Right. So. <laughs> right. The Treaty of Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in, in, in all seriousness, um, you know, in November, everybody's got to vote. You know, it, it is if, if there is one thing that is American, it is your ability to do that. Register. Yep. Do the things you need to. I don't care who you vote for. But, you know, if you vote for the things that are important to you, one of which for me is uh, public land funding. We have the Daniel Boone National Forest here and even in our bordering states, um, you know, West Virginia has uh, wilderness there. Virginia has tracts of land there. Ohio has uh, national preserves and that kind of stuff. You know, guys, if you want that to stay around, that is something to kind of look forward to and uh, vote towards. So. Anything else? I think we're all good. All right. Well, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. And, guys, it's been uh, fun talking to you, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye. See you. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Tune in, Castbox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at the Elite Outdoors One at gmail.com. That is the Elite Outdoors, the number one at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time. Thank you.